Pit Crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Five-nothing defeat tonight for the Brewers. They are shut out for their third time in the last eight games. Saw a funny thing on Twitter. Maybe this is just their bold strategy of giving up all the runs they're going to give up in a series in the first game. Kind of like they did against the Astros. They just got beat. I mean, especially that tough eighth inning, uh, allowing four runs in the front. Michael Conforto could not be stopped. He has been white hot as of late. Uh, a 5 nothing defeat this evening. I'm Dominic Catronio. Craig Kishan's going to join us when his television duties are finished. Uh, also, we're going to talk a, a little bit about Rob Manfred's comments today. Maybe less time on the game itself and more about just reacting to everything that went down pregame today as far as what's going on with the stadium and the funding and why was Rob Manfred in town and things of that nature. Uh, but let's just kind of start things here lightly and give kudos where they're appropriate. For one, for Julio Tehran to look as sharp as he did tonight, I, I mean, he did his job and then some. Five strong innings, only allowed one run. It was in that that fifth inning, which, I mean, he had a couple of really close pitches that were called later in the game. Weird zone tonight, that wasn't the reason the Brewers lost the strike zone, but there were a few pitches there in that fifth inning. I think Tehran would have... Love to have got an answer on after some of the strikes we saw called later in the game when it was expanding the control. It was like an accordion tonight. It was back and forth. Uh, just not quite full consistency of how big the zone was at times. But, hey, it's, you know, human and things of that nature. And I know I tweet robo-umps and things of that nature. I, I'm a big fan of the challenge system that's being tested in the minor leagues right now. It's very similar to tennis where you still have a human and umpire calling the vast majority of plays and pitches and everything like that, just like you would in tennis. You still have a chair umpire, line judges, things of that nature. But then when there's that one play that you can't quite tell for certain and they make a call and then the player immediately challenges. And In tennis, you get six challenges for a five-set match, so that's plenty. In baseball, you get three, but you get to keep it if you get it right. And the catch with this, you know, some folks say, oh, no more replay, we can't keep going replay. This would be over and done within 15 seconds. It's literally, it has to be initiated from the pitcher, the catcher, or the batter. It cannot come from the dugout, nor can you get any help from the dugout. You have to call it immediately. Uh, And then everyone kind of pauses, like you watch Wimbledon, and you see everybody like clap, and then they all look at the screens, and it says in or out, and then we play on. That's what the challenge system is. So I'm a fan of that. I hope that comes. I don't want full robo-ump systems for every single pitch. Not yet, anyway. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of that at this point. But the game itself tonight, as we got on a little tangent there, Julio Tehran did great. I, I, I am thrilled to see that. It's a good starting point for him. The Velo, 90-91, topped out, really sat more 89-90. Uh, the cutter flashed a few times. The changeup was really good, too. Uh, Through a couple of really good sliders as well. Not a swing and miss guy anymore. We know that. Only seven whiffs here today. But for him to get through five innings and only allow one run after only pitching in AAA this year, I mean, great job. And kudos to the Brewers scouting staff and everyone that has had an eye knowing that he had an opt-out in his contract. And 
kudos to his you know representation as well as saying, hey, you should probably opt out here pretty soon given the fact that the Brewers are certainly going to come calling. And the word is there was competition trying to get Julio Tehran because everybody's hurting these days. So uh, hats off to him. He did his job tonight. The offense is kind of what failed tonight. And even until that eighth inning, the bullpen was hanging in there. Hobie Milner faced three batters. He got two outs, including a strikeout. Uh, Trevor McGill was solid tonight. He threw maybe a few more pitches than he would have liked, but he got his four outs that he was assigned, and then Tyson Miller struggled in the eighth inning and rebounding when the game was in hand in the ninth. Uh, the cutter just was not cutting tonight. And when you only get four hits and your only base runners all come with two outs, you're not going to win many games that way. Uh, only four hits, two walks, and 13 strikeouts I'm not so much freaking out about strikeouts. Yes, the strikeouts have been up here in the month of May. But I think the strikeout rates the Brewers were at earlier in the season just weren't sustainable of how long they were going. We're going to talk a little bit lineup construction, given the fact there's another lefty on the mound tomorrow. Talk a little bit about specific performances. But I've got a stat for you that really kind of blew my mind when I looked it up earlier tonight. And it really needs to change ASAP if the Brewers are going to try to create some noise here at the end of the first half, and it has nothing to do really with the pitching. So that's coming up next here on WTMJ. On deck, more Brewers Extra Innings. The new f- This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, and they're offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. If you want to call, text in 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. few texts have rolled in here tonight. Josh, that one's a dud. Tehran's start was a pleasant surprise. How does he figure into the plans going forward? Josh, he's in the rotation. I mean, Miley's down, Lauer's down, Woodruff's down. Tehran is in the rotation. Uh, he is here. He is going to pitch, and uh, he is going to be very important moving forward for the Brewers as somebody that can really fill some innings and some games moving ahead right now. Alex, I see you're... Text here about Jesse Winker. We're going to get to that when Craig Kishon joins us shortly as well. Now, here's the stat that I teased coming into uh, this segment. The Brewers now, including tonight after losing, when they are trailing after six innings, just trailing, right? Doesn't matter by how many runs, just trailing after six innings. They are just two and 19 this season. In those final three innings, they have not been a comeback team. Their largest comeback win this year is three runs. That's their largest deficit overcome. To me, that's pretty alarming. Uh, And given the identity of this team in 2021 was its comeback capabilities. It was top five in all of baseball and come from behind victories. Uh, Last season, they still did it well, but it wasn't quite as, you know, uh, an identity of theirs as it was in 21. And this year, it's really gone by the wayside. This team... It seems like when it rains, it pours. And when they fall behind, it has not been the type of team to come back, right? So right now, they've only got eight uh, come-from-behind wins, period. And that's out of 50 games now. Out of their 27 wins, only eight of them have been come-from-behind. That's not a great number to be sustained. You know, I, I, I see that as something that... 
obviously you don't want to be you know behind all the time but at the same time like you know if you don't have the com- like they need to do it more often to have that confidence to come back they have not done it really all that much of the season of come from behind wins so that's going to be the like maybe one of the big stats that I'm keeping an eye on moving forward for the Brewers as they try to get back on track for the season. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. A great question coming in here as well, asking about, do you know the percentage of Brewers games this year that have had a left-handed opposing pitcher? I think that's a great question. I'm going to actually look it up live right now here on Baseball Reference as we try to figure this, this thing out. Because Now, tonight was weird because it was an opener. It was a bulk bullpen game. And uh, and also, a, just a, a hat nod to Gabe Kapler. I thought he managed this game very well when he saw that, that uh, Craig Council was going with his lefty lineup, even though they knew it was an opener and, and Scott Alexander. And they had Sean Manaya lurking in the bullpen. So he gets Darren Ruff out of the game, and they bring in the righty there after uh, Alexander exited. But then as soon as he forced the hand to bring the winker in the game, he went right back to his lefty in Sean Manaya. So I thought he did a really jo- good job with that. As Craig Kishan joins us now here on Brewers Extra Innings. Craig, I- I'll read the number again to you. The Brewers only have eight come-from-behind wins this year, and they're now 2-19 and when trailing after six innings. Uh, how do you react to hearing a number like that? Well, I, I looked that up myself, too, and I, I don't like looking at numbers like that, Tom. And unfortunately, it's it's part of this lack of offense that has been um, something that's just been, been going on here for too long now. And it's not obviously just this season. They've tried to correct it over the last couple of seasons. And... I mean, you're, you're once in a while, I mean, you have to tip your cap and all that, uh, you know, opposing pitching and whatnot. But um, there are just times that, that guys just collectively got a way to – they just have to figure things out. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, this month of May ends quickly and ends on a positive note because it, it has been a downer for this team um, overall. I And it's pretty remarkable to me too, Dom, that, um, you know, just knowing – where the pitching staff is with all the injuries here right now, you you would hope that these guys offensively could pick up the pace more often. And and obviously that has not happened. So uh, move on to Friday night and, and hope you're not in that situation. You know, I mean, the, the other thing is tr- tr- try to figure out a way earlier to, to get out of that situation. But tonight, you know, they were, they were robbed of some big hits. They were robbed of a run of a home run in the first inning and, you know, that's that's not their fault. I mean, the defense did a good job, you know, in certain circumstances. So, By just about every metric, the, the Giants are not a good defensive team, and they certainly did not look like that tonight. They look like a great defensive team tonight. They win 5 to nothing. Uh, and here's the answer to that left-handed pitching starting question that uh, I was just asked by somebody here on uh, the text line. So tonight was the 17th start out of 50 started by a left-handed pitcher. So that's only 34%. Uh, You'll get another lefty tomorrow. I mean, Darren Ruff's going to be in the order tomorrow. We don't think Jesse Winker will be in the order, given left-handed. But I'm starting to come around on this, you know, lineup against lefties. It's, you know, with Owen Miller and Darren Ruff and uh, having, obviously, William Contreras probably higher in the order. They need to show some life, though, against the Southpaw tomorrow. 
Yeah, they really do. Um, and, you know, I, I'm trying not to look at this as being such a puzzling thing, but it is also becoming blatantly obvious that when an opposing manager has the opportunity to throw a lefty to start games against Milwaukee, we've seen an awful lot of it in the month of May. And it's it's not just because it's fallen under the rotation. It's been by choice. Uh, we saw St. Louis do it. We were seeing San Francisco do it not once but twice because this is the second series of this month. Um, you know, you can go on and on. It, it's just becoming more of a trend now. Now, the Brewers, that 8-9 that record against left-handed starting pitching is not awful, I, I don't think. I mean, they're a game below five hundred if you if you measure it outright, but whatever. Um, but these guys got to come and hit and, you know, Got to hit the ball a little longer. Got to be more aggressive, perhaps. Uh, I don't have all the answers, that's for sure. And certainly the Brewers are, are looking at more. But uh, they're capable of doing something. And, you know, maybe maybe this is just a, you know, a, a double identity team here against, you know, righties versus lefties. So um, I, I hope that uh, something comes tomorrow against Webb, that's for sure, with this lineup. Something's going to have to click indeed. We're just getting started with Craig Kashan and abbreviated Brewers Extra Innings tonight. More to come after this. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. I'm Dominic Catronio. We've got Craig Kishan with us as well. This is Brewers Extra Innings, 855-616-1620. Again, 855 855- 616-1620, Old National Bank talking text line, Old National Bank get old. But right now, Craig, I, I don't know if there's really a you know a difference-making moment in a 5 nothing loss, but it's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management's different. Not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but for elite comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference at Annex Wealth. Dot com. Is there anything that jumps out to you that, you know, a play or a moment that uh, is the difference-making moment tonight? Well, I have I had two circled uh, tonight, Dom, because I always have to be ready for A and B choices for you, my friend. Um, <laughs> but it, it for me, it's, it's hard um, not to really look at the Darren Ruff getting robbed with the home run in the first inning. I mean, I still look at uh, – I, I love those early inning runs. I love first inning runs. There's just something, uh, you know, during my time of covering uh, baseball – uh, about getting that early lead, and that would have been something that Darren Ruff had that uh, home run um, stolen away by Mike Yastrzemski. But I, but I will say this: uh, Yaz is a heck of an outfielder, man. And you know, we saw it live here, so we saw his whole tracking of that ball. And you know, he's playing this stadium and probably all opposing stadiums like uh, it's his own. That's how good this guy uh, has been early in his career. So. To me, hey, I'd, I'd take that one nothing lead early and make a statement against that uh, bullpen by committee and the left-handed starter and see where you go from there. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a great call given it was 0-0-1-0 for the majority of this game. Uh, I, I was, I mean, for seven innings, the Brewers pitching staff had done their job and the offense had not. So uh, one run could make a, a total difference to the world. And that's where I'm going to go 
with Willie Adamas getting caught stealing in the fourth inning. You can't make a base running error in that situation. Would they have scored a run? You cannot guarantee it. You're absolutely right. And there were two outs in the inning and a one-on-one count on Brian Anderson. But he's been your best performer with two outs and runners in scoring position this year. And and Willie, I, you're not stealing third. I, I just don't know what he was trying to do there, what the goal of all of that was. And especially with two outs, he's running on contact anyway. So you would think he's more likely to score in that regard. I, I, that was just one of those plays that it, it can't happen, especially in a situation where runs were cl- clearly at a premium tonight. Yeah, that was my that was my B choice for sure. And I, I think, Dom, too, in, in a game that just didn't have a whole lot for this Brewer team, uh, those two right there, you know, some opportunities perhaps. But I, I think I think Adamus – you know, I'm I'm going to jump into his head on this one and and not speak on his behalf, but just jump in. Uh, he had a he had a frustrating at bat uh, in that fourth inning that that uh, time that we're talking about here. Um, he had that uh, wanted to call the timeout uh, while he was batting. Got uh, after the umpires met, got assessed a a strike. Um, and and then ends up hitting a double, which is great. Take your frustrations out on that, and then play smart on the bases. But it turned out to be not the case. So I don't know if he had still too much going on in his head there or not. But uh, that that was certainly a point in a in a scoreless game in that fourth inning. One last note about this game, and then in the next segment, I just want to keep you for a little bit. Talk about Rob Manfred's conference today. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Jesse Winker. And he hasn't had an extra base hit in 27 games. He's only got three doubles. Uh, He's not striking out a ton more than his normal average. His walks are still there, but he's just not punishing the ball like we expected him to do. Is there anything that jumps out to you about what's going on with Jesse and why it's been such a slow start for him? Well, I mean... Beyond those numbers, uh, those, those are hard to explain, but they're also reality. Um, but, I, but I will say this, you know, uh, Counts has been asked about him, you know, over the course of the last week or so because um, Orlando Arcia is, is uh, not Orlando Arcia. Who am I talking about here who's been on Luis the I'm having a Luis Arias uh, had a little brain something going <laughs> on there. But anyway <laughs> – uh, it, it's just the fact that 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 you're looking at this team getting a little bit healthier right now. So uh, you know, Winker's numbers or lack thereof are starting to to you know be a little more glaring. But I, I pay attention to what Council says. You know, he says he's you know from their point of view, they think this guy is still going to break out of you know um, the the rough patches he has had over the last couple of years and and return to you know a hitter that they that they, you know, picked up and thought could, could do some damage for him. So, um, you know, hopefully that's going to be the case if they keep giving him chances, but we're going to have to see, you know, if they continue to do that, Dom. And, and as we get into the month of June, uh, what are they going to do to improve this offense? You know, I mean, if they, if they're still going the way they are, you have to figure out a way to improve this offense because this division is still up for grabs right now. They're still in first place after all this. It is true. I mean, I, again, I've said it a million times. I don't look at the standings in May, but you're right. They're technically in first, and there's a lot of season to go. But I think a lot of folks are realizing, look, this is not this is not going to be the final product. You know, this is not going to be the team that they roll into July and August with. So, 
Something could be coming, something may not be coming, but that's all to be figured out. But we did get a chance. The commissioner was in town today. You and I were down there, Craig. Uh, we're going to talk about that coming up briefly in the next segment. An abbreviated Brewers Extra Innings here. We're with you until 1035 tonight on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers fall 5-0 tonight in the first of four games against the Giants. You get plenty of cracks at these guys. I'm Dominic Catronio. One more time with Craig Kishon here this evening. Now, earlier today, we got a rare visit from the Commissioner of Baseball. Rob Manfred was in town. Uh, he says the purpose of his visit was to talk to the players about the new rules. He had a players-only meeting. CeCe Bathia was in the house as well. Good to see him and talking about the new rules. Thing on nature. But he also understands that right now, Brewers are going through a budgeting session involved with the state of Wisconsin and trying to figure out if they can receive more public funding in order to continue the upkeep of American Family Field in exchange for extending the lease. The current contract expires in 2030 with that budget proposal that both sides of the aisle support, by the way, that just haven't figured out whose name is going to be put on it because that's how politics work, uh, would extend the lease to 2042. I think everyone thought, I mean, there was a bad report put out by a couple of uh, bad media folks that were trying to get clickbait headlines saying that, oh, this is hardball, this is coming in hot. And like, and Rob was very, hey, no, I, I support the ownership. I've had a great relationship with the city of Milwaukee and with the state of Wisconsin and their governmental bodies that, hey, we're going to get this done. I'm just here to you know kind of help and encourage, say, like, hey, sooner is always better than later. Well, it, it absolutely is. And, and, you know, I think part of this too, Dom, is they have to make plans. Uh, and, and they, I mean, the Brewers have to make plans on, on how to keep this stadium uh, updated. It, it's not something they do at the end of a season uh, for next year. It's something that they plan years out on. And, it, and it's stuff that they, that they have to um, foresee when it comes to maintenance, not just changes that they want to make. And so, yeah, we're talking about 2030 at the end of a lease, but we're into 2023 right now. And if they're planning on, on making some significant um, updates on some things that just need to be updated because it's a building, um, it, it needs to be done in advance by two or three or four years. And, and so these are some of the things that they're talking about when it's coming down to crunch time. Um, nobody, nobody on the baseball side has, uh, ever said that they were going to leave because of it, or they're weren't going to renew a lease because of it or pointing fingers because of it, or trying to, you know, drum up, um, you know, uh, crazy ways of, of getting money in here that, that, that hasn't happened at all. Um, I, I think part of this is, you know, things that we've heard in the past, um, maybe with some other clubs as well. Um, this is how pro sports works. And, and I think, in, in my opinion, if they can get something, you know, ironed out, obviously, sooner than later um, and, and make this thing all happen, and, and I really believe they will. And the commissioner said the same thing today, and the Brewers are also in that belief as well. Maybe they can do something, Dom, where it's, it's not just extend it to 2042, extend it, you know, to 2060. Who knows? Um, to me, I think the longer you extend it, 
the better. Um, and if you keep things going in this beautiful stadium that's been incredibly constructed and has, and has been, you know, exquisite uh, for the last 23 years, you can keep that going for another 20, 30, 40 years for sure. So a um, lot of things to look at, but I don't think we're in finger-pointing um, critical stages by any stretch of the imagination. I agree. And again, it's not as drastic as maybe some media outlets tried to report today. That's just not the case. And a reminder, both sides of the aisle agree on this. They're just trying to figure out, hey, you know what? There is public funds already available to this ballpark. It is owned by the people. It is owned by the state. It is owned by its citizens. So it already makes sense for public money to go toward this. If you want to get into the politics of it, I mean, go talk to your representatives and figure out if why you shouldn't have it or why you want it and things of that nature. But we're still a ways away from this. We are not in the 11th hour. This is just trying to get ahead of the ball. And I didn't like the cautionary tale of trying to compare this ballpark to Oakland. I think a better comparison will be this ballpark to the Arizona Diamondbacks, given similar situation. And that crumbled quickly. That that also is deteriorating faster than they anticipated. But there was lawsuits involved. There were settlements. That's a more accurate than a ballpark built in 1965 that was originally meant for football in addition to baseball. So I, I don't want that Oakland comparison here. I think the Diamondbacks, if you read up on that, is a better comparison. But we, we've talked way too much about politics, but that's what happens when it's a 5 nothing loss and Rob Manfred was in town. So Craig and Sean, go <laughs> <Exactly>. sleep fast, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll holler at you again later on this weekend, my friend. All right, pal. Be well, and uh, we'll, we'll get in tomorrow night. Here we go. Yes, sir. Back at it. The sun will come up tomorrow, and we will be one for one. That's Craig Kishon. We're going to hear from Craig Council here in a moment on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers fall on this one by a final of five to nothing. But Julio Tehran was great. Let's hear from the skipper, Craig Council, about all this one tonight. Thought he pitched wonderful. Um, you know, he was on the edges all night, really. Um, not very few pitches, um, you know, in the middle, and um, did a, did a nice job. Did as you know as much as certainly we could ask for. Did you? You said you were going to read the game going in. Did you have like a a pitch number or inning number or anything like that in mind, or was it really wide open? No, I, th- I, th- I mean we were wide open there, and. Um, yeah, he's been starting. I mean, he's been taking the ball, like I said, every every fifth day or sixth day. So um, he's fresh and ready to go and, and pitched really well. What did you think of just, like, the mix of stuff and how he used everything? Kind of how that sets him up now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he pitches like he knows what he's doing, um, which is kind of what we expected. Um, so, you know, it's... Um, you know, maybe a little lower arm slot than I remember him having, um, and that's that makes him a little little different and makes the fastball, um, you know, them react to the fastball a little differently. Um, but you know, he's using his using what he's his stuff very effectively. Giants threw I think six different guys at you today. Um, just were able to keep you off balance offensively. It looked like. Yeah, I mean, this was this was a night where. You know, we we simply didn't do enough offensively. Um, six base runners. You know, f- 
six base runners in nine innings going to be there's that's not going to be a big offensive night and um that wasn't enough and really you know we the two innings we had a couple guys on you know it 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 was happened with two outs it was never early in the inning um made a base running mistake um so so five base runners really and so we just didn't do enough offensively I don't know if you got a chance to see that that ball that rough hit in the first inning. Did it? Did, could you tell if that Mike Bogato was going to go out, or that was a nice? Play? Uh, yeah, it was. It was a great play. Um, just well hit ball, and, and that's, they played good defense there. We weren't all right. Those ones on the fingers. Though. Yeah, I, I mean we're checking them out, but he he was fine. Sorry. I was just going to ask you about uh, McGill. You know, you've gotten a chance. You haven't been a few games so far. Velocity is the one thing that really stands out. I mean, he hit 102 times tonight. Do you, do you like what you've seen from him so far? Uh, he's doing a nice job. Um, you know, the velocity presents a challenge for major league hitters for sure. Um, and he's throwing strikes with it. Um, and so it's... It's a little bit of a challenge on them. You know, it's a challenge. Chase challenges guys. Um, the breaking ball is, they have to respect the breaking ball. Um, and throwing strikes with that velocity at kind of at the top of the zone and that kind of lift on the fastball, um, it's been effective. Yeah, we saw a few triple digits here. I mean, he was sending it there tonight. Uh, really, really, really good stuff from McGill. Uh, fortunately, it was all lost in the eighth inning. Not a traditional highlight segment, but a couple of big plays from this one, especially on the glove side. That's coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. Coming up, more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. A little later than usual with no highlight segment tonight. It's time to tell you who's hot and who's cold. Brought to you by Cider, Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider. For a limited time, save up to $1,000 off an AC or a furnace unit. It's families helping families since 1912. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Cider spelled S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Who's hot? Michael Conforto. Man, this dude is on a heater right now. Uh, he goes reaches base a perfect five times today. He's hitting 370 uh, here in the last oh, two weeks or so, going back to May 10th. He's got seven homers in these last 14 games, so... Uh, at least, you know, they're not the only ones that have struggled against him. As for who's cold, it's the Brewers' run differential. It's down to negative seven so far, despite being four games over 500. they They're one of the only teams in baseball, them, the Mets, or at least in the National League, them, the Mets, and these Giants at 500 or better with a negative run differential. Pretty odd in this one. The big play in this game, as uh, Craig Kishan pointed out, was the robbery by Carl Yastrzemski. Remember, he had the walk-off grand slam against Josh Hader last year. Here, he robbed his former teammate, Darren Ruff. Hit in the air in the right center. Deep warning track at the wall, and it is going to be caught. Yeah, I mean, Bobby, you, 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 know, you wanted to say, get up, get up, but he never got the chance. We'll wrap up the show coming up after this. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. All right, just about out of time on the program tonight. We'll have uh, Brewers warm-up coverage tomorrow with Greg Matzik starting at 6, network coverage at 6.35 for a 7-10 first pitch. And I'll be with you after the game for Brewers Extra Innings. My thanks to Sam Butson running the controls. I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging.